For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is On The Mark. My name is Mark Harmon. My sidekick superstar is Jake Willarius. Ton to talk about this week. I got personal issues. We'll get to those in about 10 minutes. We're going to start with some NBA basketball because it's always near and dear to my heart. Jake, I went out last night to the United Center and I saw LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Kyle Korver, who's going to be on the show here in a minute because I did a little one-on-one in the old locker room with Kyle and the Cleveland Cavaliers up close and personal. And I'm here to tell you, the Cleveland Cavaliers are really good at basketball. This is a good, this is an impressive basketball team led by the best player on the planet. And I think they have a great chance to win the NBA championship. And LeBron James um, impressed me again last night. So I know you're a big Cavs guy. And it's always tough for me to praise LeBron because I, I, I get the whole Michael Jordan thing going on. I'm going to try to not do that today. That's, that's my goal for the show is to not compare LeBron to MJ. How do you feel about that? That's fine. Also, just for the record, I'd like to say I'm not a Cavs guy. I am a LeBron guy. Okay. Let's be very clear. If he left teams, I could care less so about if, the Cavs. You think the, let me ask you this then. Where's LeBron going next year? We were talking about that last night. I, it, I think increasingly it seems like he's going to stay with the Cavs. You think he's going to stay? I think after Kyrie left, it increased the likelihood he stays significantly. That's interesting. Not a lot of people have talked about that. With Kyrie in Boston, maybe he's a little happier himself now in Cleveland, LeBron, because the ball's in his hands more, and he's certainly putting up numbers that are beyond ridiculous. So that bench, man. That but Cavs- Also, another thing to bear in mind here, I mean, I know it's not as good as maybe they thought it was going to be, but that Brooklyn pick could maybe get them something. I think the smart play for the Cavs is to go full steam ahead with LeBron. I know they're sort of trying to pretend they care about the future, but they're going to suck when he leaves. They they, need to maximize whatever they can while he's here. I don't know what you mean by full steam ahead. Does that mean that they should trade their pick for another veteran guy? That means if if, if LeBron gives any indication he might want to stay and it's conditional on trading that pick and just getting whatever they can, they need to do it. Right. Well... I mean, if you're talking about, like, say, trading that pick for a guy like Boogie Cousins, which I think would be a great move for New Orleans. Cousins getting ejected last night. We'll talk about that in a little bit as far as it relates to the Golden State Warriors. But I don't know if I'm giving up that pick for something that right now the Cavs don't look like they need. I'm watching Isaiah Thomas warm up last night. Dude's banging down threes all over the court. Not yet on the court. Going to be. 
That's going to be a huge addition. They're going to be able to spread the floor with shooters everywhere, have LeBron with the ball, might have a little trouble stopping teams, but you still have, you are better defensively now with Jay Crowder, who, by the way, also shoots the three. You can have LeBron, great defender, Crowder, great, great defender, and throw a bunch of defenders, uh, throw a bunch of shooters out there with them. I'll they're right they're a very good team, but they still, I think, need more to beat the Warriors. I don't know. I, I don't know if they do. I, 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 I 100% absolutely do. I think you're letting the Warriors' little, uh, I don't know, temper tantrums get in the way of the fact that they're still by far and away the most talented team in the NBA. Well, let me ask you this. Last year when LeBron was on the court in the finals, did they not play him about even? And then he went off the court. And they got smoked. Which is exactly why they need to trade the pick for more help. Well, okay, but look at what their bench is doing right now. Their bench is, is adding on the lead. It's adding points, but they are terrible at defense. Yeah, but they, but they can score with teams. Dwayne Wade's playing great basketball. Corver is shooting borderline better than he ever has. You're going to add Isaiah Thomas. You got, you're, I, I don't know if Derrick Rose helps him or not, but he's coming back. He doesn't. Probably and not. I, yeah, I just don't care. I mean, the Warriors are a better basketball team. That's the simple version of this. All right. We'll, we'll, hear, we'll get to that in a second. Let, let me tell you about my moment last night, all right? We got, uh, got Kyle Korver at his, at, his, at his locker after the game. And uh, I'm creeping up on Kyle. Nice. And, th- and there, was one, there was one pass last night from LeBron. He jumps up in the air, looks to the top of the floor, and then he fires it to Corver in the corner without even looking at him. A 23-foot pass, roughly, or whatever it was. Boom, right on the money, and the shot is up and gone and down and down the, uh, down the well. Good. And so I just went up to Corver. I'm like, do you know when he's up in the air and you're open in that corner and he's looking that way that the ball's coming? And Corver, which we're going to hear in a second, very interesting what he talks about here on how, A, he generally senses it, and B, the rate that that pass is coming. So actually, here, let's bring in Kyle right now. Like, Do you have to be more ready for passes coming from him where he sees the whole court? For sure. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, you, do, you really do. I mean, you always got to be ready. Um, he loves making that cross-court pass. He throws it hard. Yeah. And so I think that the one thing I've learned playing with him is, is uh, you got to, you got to, attack the ball because if that thing's flying at you try to catch it like this and then you try to shoot it you're going to miss it so you always got to be ready and you got to you got to go for the ball um to shoot the, to shoot a good ball and so uh you can't sit there and watch um you know you got to always 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 expect the ball when they come to you most times you know it's coming can you sense it or, or you're not sure uh most of the time i guess As every once in a while he'll throw in i'm like man how did he see that and it's really incredible um you know, but I, I feel like if I know if my man steps off me a couple steps, there's a really good chance he's going to fire my way. So he just talked about a ball being flung at him at 100 miles an hour and how he has to actively go and catch the basketball. Otherwise, it's going to like knock him over and then get up and shoot it because he fires that thing, which you know, then the defense doesn't have time to react. The, the sooner the ball gets there, it's kind of like the NFL almost. The sooner the ball gets there, the more time the shooter's going to have, but the shooter's got to be ready for that, that velocity. Isn't that kind of cool? What do you use to catch a ball? Uh, my hands? Your eyes. Oh. Hubie Brown. Is that Hubie Brown? A little nugget of wisdom there. Well, there are three things. One, the liver spots. Two, the basketball. Three, the jump shot. I love Hubie Brown. I love Hubie. Hubie's my guy. 
We should bring in a little Hubie. Next time Hubie's in. See, that's the thing about the Bulls sucking, man. They really are terrible. Yeah, you'll never get a Hubie Brown. I was at, uh, I went to shoot around yesterday. I am such a LeBron. I am a, I am a flat out LeBron, what would you call it, groupie. That's what he I am. He is a stunning basketball player. I, I, I don't even, li- I, I, I try not to even like the guy, but I love the guy. Like He's I- so good. He is so good. Have you ever seen a player this physically dominant that is smarter and a better passer and a better facilitator his, than he is? His, his intelligence is unbelievable. It's outrageous. He knows where every single player on the floor is at all times, regardless of how many defenders are fouling him at that moment. It's, it's it's true. I actually asked him about that after the game. I did now. I didn't get him one on one, so I'm in this big herd, and I've got the t- I got terrible positioning because I was talking to Corver. So I'm in the back, but like I asked him three questions. One, are you guys ahead of pace? Which he basically said that they are. Two, uh, did you see Scotty Pippen and Horace Grant who came to the game and to watch you? And he gave all sorts of love to Scotty and Horace, and I, I love LeBron for that. And then. Because um, that's what really matters, giving love to the 90s Bulls. That's what matters, Jake Valerius. And then I asked him, did he always have the vision? Now, and he, like, he's always, uh, like, it made me sound like I didn't know he was a great passer, which is not what I was getting at at all. My point is, like, I've never heard a guy, there was a drive a couple years ago where they was playing the Bulls and Jimmy Butler was on the team, and he drives down the lane, and he talks about how, well, I knew that Jimmy was here and so-and-so was there and that dude's over there and he's going to pin down there. He knew where everyone was on the court at the time and then he was able to recall it afterwards. Like, I felt like I was listening to this basketball savant who's got some special skill, photographic memory, whatever you want to call it. And that play last night, what I'm talking about with Corver, it was just further like another little piece of evidence. So I was wondering, like, have you always had... Like the uh, the ability to basically take a photograph of the court at any moment and know where everyone is and know where your best option is. I mean, that's something that he is beyond elite at. It's it's amazing. Yeah, I don't I don't think you learn that. I think I don't think you do either. Something you have. I don't I don't think. But, I mean, uh, Aaron Rodgers is like this too. He can recall plays that he did in high school and like crappy games that nobody even was watching or cared about. He can tell you exactly where his receivers are, what routes they're running the exact plays and it's the same thing with LeBron he knows everything that is happening on the court at the same time you just there's no there's no defense for that right and that's why when you add a ton of shooters around him I give by the way slightly less points to a passer who throws to a guy who hits a 23 foot shot but it's still great. Like if you're handing off to a dunk, that's a that's a greater assist than handing off to a guy at a three point shot. Like oh, he got he found that guy open for three. It's 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 really really good, but it's it's not as good as driving in the lane, bringing everyone to you. And here yeah, you go. but the the reason he's passing to guys for threes as opposed to dunks is because it benefits the Cavs most if the lane's clear for LeBron. True, you know, that maximizes the scoring and the efficiency of the team overall. It's not like he's not capable of those passes. And I'll say this earlier in his career. When it wasn't a dunk, he did not finish particularly well around the hoop. That has gotten a lot better. Like he, he's gotten better at everything. He has, he has, hundred percent. Every single summer, he's like, okay, what am I not elite at? He decides what it is, he improves it, and then he's one of the best in the NBA. Well, it's, sh- it's staggering. It is. He's shooting fifty-eight percent and forty-two from three. And like last night, the three balls are going down. It's like, oh my god! He, he, all year he's been shooting. I know like it. This. I know it's crazy. It. You used to, I, Fred Hoiberg, Bulls head coach. Said after the game, I just want to look that Fred Hoiberg, nice fellow and all, but I mean, come on, please make it end. But regardless, he said afterwards, like you used to go under the screen 
and hope for the best, and he'd miss him. Well, you're going on the screen now. That thing's going down. When he's hitting that shot, he is unbeatable. Well, it's year 15, and to be an MVP, which he is, and whether he'll get it or not, in, in his 15th year in the league is uh, pretty damn impressive. Um, one more on the Cavs before eh, – actually, we'll get to that in a second. I want to talk about Kevin Durant and the Golden State Warriors, the second best player in the game. He, Kevin Durant has now been ejected three times this year. And if I may, for the first time uh, on, on On the Mark Swear, three fucking times. Dude, you're Kevin Durant. Get yourself together. Don't be getting into a shoving match or a verbal altercation with Boogie Cousins, who's a clown. To, Harsh to Boogie, but continue. He, Bo- Boogie does some nice things off the court and what he did in Sacramento back in the day to... Back in the day, like a year ago? year and a half ago, sure, whatever. What he did in Sacramento was nice, and he and he was involved in the community. And he didn't want to leave there. And what I'm saying is that Boogie is a great, great guy, my, my, and you should all love Boogie. My, what I'm saying is that Boogie is the same idiot on the court every single damn year. He's always complaining. He's always pouting. I wouldn't want him on my team, and he's immensely talented. He likes to get a tech. You yeah, can and, blame him. And so you're Kevin Durant. Don't get into it with Boogie Cousins. What are you doing? You want to? That's ridiculous. And he wasn't there. When the Warriors blew the NBA championship because Draymond Green got himself suspended because he couldn't control himself with LeBron James, and you could say, I don't know if they would have won. They would have won. They were up three games to one. He he missed Game Five at home. It was a huge impact on the series. You lost the finals because you couldn't control yourself, or you whatever you 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 massively impacted yourself at the at the bare minimum. And they're still doing it. At what point are you going to learn? Finally, Steve Kerr afterwards talked about, you know, hey, you know, we do have to get better controller. Because he's, you know, back earlier in the year when Steph Curry got kicked out for throwing his mouth guard, he just was like, well, he, he, he downplayed it. Dude, this is why you guys, this, is, this would be arguably the only reason why you guys would lose. You'll beat yourselves by being idiots. So to me, it's a serious problem. Three times? We're not even a quarter of the way through the year. Dude, what's wrong with you? Yeah, it's a, it's a puzzler. I mean, it's weird. I, I don't really care as much about this stuff as you do. Uh, my feeling is... You're so measured. You're just a measured, relaxed I, I'm, champion. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a measured per. I, I mean, you know, they're, they're the ones that are sort of... They're going to suffer for it. If they have decided, you know, we think we can cruise through the playoffs or cruise to the playoffs, which seems very true, even however, you know, mentally unstable they are as a team. You know, it's just a reflection of the lack of competition. You don't behave this way, I don't think, when you really got something to chase after, but and they... you're desperate to win. You know, we saw the Cavs sort of doing this. They, had, they, they, weren't, they didn't have discipline issues, but they were playing like crap. They lose four in a row. They're like, okay, maybe we need to get ourselves together. That kind of lights a fire on them. Now they won 12 in a row. And the Warriors, I just, having so little competition so regularly, I just, I feel like they've just almost become bored and they're losing focus. It's too easy for them. Right, but they got, then they didn't get bored in the finals when they did it before, right? I mean, well, I mean, they sort of did. They were 3-1 up. They were cruising. They just had the best regular season of all time. 
I mean, maybe the, they, the fact that they are so good, I'm I am absolutely certain that that is a big part of the reason why they feel they can behave this way. Yeah, no, there's a, I I would agree with that actually. I, I I hear what you're saying now that there's a sort of entitlement that we're just yeah. this good and it doesn't really matter. We can do whatever we want and yeah, okay, I'm gonna flip out, but it's it's a concern, like you said. I the you know it's the only not, thing that it, and I I would say it's the only thing, but it's the most likely thing that would derail them. I think Cleveland is going to be a problem this year for them, but they're better, but I, they're, they're better, but there's the LeBron factor. Yeah. That's a huge, it's a Although, huge factor. I, I will, I will kind of come to Steve Kerr's defense a little bit here. When you're dealing with superstar players, like the guys on his team, immediately sort of, criticizing them and calling them babies or saying hey you can't do this especially in the media he, he is not s- is not necessarily the best way to get a good response out of them and so i know this is the first time he's sort of said in public we need to get a grip of ourselves but i'm sure that kind of in the background they're having conversations about this stuff and it's like as a coach in that position it's just tough like how do you tell you know, KD is a powerful enough player that he can probably get Steve Kerr bounced from that position. Yeah, but he's not going to do that. Steve Kerr's got way too much respect around that locker Exactly, room. but he has respect because of the way he talks about his players in the media when they do this sort of stuff. Right, but he's he, smart about his approach, and he doesn't just come out and say, oh, KD's acting like a moron. He needs to stop doing this stuff. No, but he, blah, blah, blah. He, would, he would do it in a measured, honest direct way which I, I, I think he did after the game yesterday right, I but thought he, he was pretty straightforward uh, yeah and I'm not saying well if it, if it happens again he needs to keep on stepping into it and, and being a leader Steve, Steve Kerr himself in, in that quote he said that he's got to be better I mean he's a part of it so he knows um, alright let me talk real quick about my guy he's coming back to the league not retiring Derek Rose <laughs> Youngest MVP in the history of the league. Which he shouldn't have won. Probably shouldn't have won it, but did. And a guy that grew up in his hometown, one of the poorest neighborhoods in the country, rose himself up like that. Little, Very good. Little play on words. And was he has another ankle injury. Was going to retire, but realized, you know what, I still, I, I still want to get back on the court. I, I just am very happy that he didn't retire. This is a little bit of a nice moment that Derek will play. I don't know how much he's going to play for Cleveland. I don't even know if they need him. He might be best sitting his ass on the end of the bench. I mean, but right now you are starting Jose Calderon uh, at, at point guard. So you could, he can play some point guard for you right now. Once Isaiah Thomas gets back, eh, I'm not so sure they need him at all. You know... Derrick Rose is just not a good basketball player anymore. Is he? Well, does, he what, does he bring anything? Can get to the bucket. Uh, yes. Yes, he can. He can, I guess. But, like... I just want him to go the, out on top, man. I don't even want to have an argument whether he's, like, a good basketball player, bad basketball uh, player, how bad Let's just say I don't think player. it's a coincidence that his injury and then potential retirement coincided with the Cavs. 12-game winning streak. Well, it's, I think that was part of the reason why he was debating retirement. Oh, 
these guys don't need me at all. Well, man, well, I mean, one of my big problems with Rose is that pretty much since, well, since his MVP season and since the injuries, which are devastating, you know, we can't overlook that like serious knee injuries are going to have a huge impact on such an explosive player like that. But like, he just doesn't seem to have learned his lessons. You know, we're talking about LeBron's intelligence. Rose is not a smart basketball player. No, he's not. And he hasn't improved. Well, I wouldn't say that he's, I think he's a smart basketball player. uh, But I just don't think he's, he still hasn't grown up. You're talking about a very immature dude. And that, he's been enabled his whole life that's by his brother and his family. true. But, you know, I'm not going to comment on the guy's whatever his family situation. I don't, really, I don't know what's going on there. And everybody has a right to, you know, do what they think is best in their own personal lives. But just as a basketball player, like, if your game gets rocked like that by such serious injuries, like, I want to see an attempt to get, like, better in some way. You know, work on your shot. Do get a become a better passer. Like find a way to be useful, even if you can't do the thing that you're used to doing. And he's just shown no capacity to do that. Well, he averaged eighteen and four last for the year. Knicks. Yeah, well, who well, were a hot garbage fire. But like, it, but it wasn't a bad year. Derrick Rose is just not like he do, What he does? He improve the team. Or is he just a guy who has the ball so much he's going to inevitably score it's know, more that the, amount of points when he's on a crappy team? No question, it's more the latter. Exactly. Like, he doesn't add value to a championship-caliber team, which is what the Cavs are. Well, we'll see if he can do it this year. We'll see. We'll well, s- I mean, once Isaiah comes back, if he's playing more than I mean, I asked, five minutes a game, I'd be stunned. I asked Teron Lou, how can he help you? And what did he say? He said pushing the basketball. Getting in the lane. That's because what else are you going to say? Shooting? That's not going to help. Well, he, I, I, and he's also not going to say what I really wanted him to say, which was, well, we really don't need him. But I was trying to see how close you would come to that. I feel your, I, I don't know, I feel your sympathy. It's just sort of a sad well, the, situation Chicago, for a lot of reasons. Chicago's just been very unfair to Derrick Rose. Like everybody in the city thinks they're tougher than Derrick Rose, and it, and it, and it pisses me off. But uh, And I didn't want to see him slink away and retire on some sad sprained ankle so whatever he'll do for the team i'm just happy he's coming back let me tell you one story that i forgot about last night i'm not going to name names here okay but i'm i'm in the Cavs locker room all right lebron's sitting in the corner and i'm kind of like creeping on lebron and 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 the team and just trying to gain, gain a bit of uh uh, you know, behind behind the scenes type of knowledge which they were talking it was hysterical they were talking you ever seen the movie hustle and flow no Okay, great movie, and there's uh, there's a rap in there that's uh, I forget. It's like bust that hip, crack that. Well, I'm nowhere close to getting it right. But who's ever listening to this podcast and knows that they love the tune? It's a great tune. So they were all like talking about they were just running through tunes in different movies, and Hustle and Flow was getting a lot of playlists, and I was I was I was loving the experience. So then this reporter comes in, and LeBron's going to talk in the hallway. Not in, not in the locker room, but there was a relation, you know, she felt comfortable enough going up to him and talking to him, which is great. You got relationships with him and he'll talk to you. Awesome. I wish I had the same, but he's trying to get dressed 
first thing LeBron does after a game, he goes to his locker, he gets a tub of ice, he puts his feet in there for 15 minutes. Why do I know this? Because I asked him, how long in the tub? 15. That, so we, we've had, uh, this is years of me trying to get, you know, hang around the best player in the game. And 15. Okay, so that's what he does. Elbows on ice last night, backs on ice, feet are on ice. After that, he gets, now, and if you have a relationship with him right then, you could talk to him. And sometimes he used to do his media thing with everybody right there. Last night he was doing it in the hallway. So then he gets up, goes and takes a shower. And then he comes back, he's going to get dressed. He's sitting there getting dressed. She's talking to him. He puts on his shirt. He's putting lotion all over himself. He's putting cologne on himself. He's doing all this stuff. He's sitting there with a towel barely on. And it's clear that it is time for him to put on his pants. And she will not leave. I'm like, are you waiting for him just to stand up and be completely naked right here? Get take, Would you please take a, a minor clue of anything and let the dude put on his pants? And it, it was so uncomfortable that it finally happened where she started to like slink away and he, then he, and he put on his pants. And so you're just there watching him the whole time? I mean, I was trying to... T- I was, I was, also waiting to talk to Kyle Corver who was on his phone and getting dressed himself. So you were watching Kyle but Corver get dressed. I, that's what you do in if that situation. If you're not part of the problem, Carm, you're part of the solution. So you think that I, I mean, sh- the other way around. So you think I should have been like, can you let him get dressed? You think I should have inserted myself in it? That would have been way inappropriate. That would have been extremely inappropriate and but, would but, have made the situation much worse. But it also would have made this story much better. You think so. if I had just jumped in there and been like, can you let LeBron put his pants on? Seriously. Yeah, I think you may have never seen LeBron James not on a television again. Hey, uh, hey, can you can you guys continue your conversation after the dude's wearing underwear? I'd feel more comfortable. Normally, I wouldn't talk about this type of stuff, but I, you know, it's a podcast. I feel like it belongs on a podcast. That's yeah. why you listen to on the mark. I'll tell you stories there's, about about there, LeBron in, in the locker room with his towel. There's the real solidarity among journalists that we're really looking for here yeah well i mean there's a jealousy here again i wish i had that relationship and i, I but but i'm telling you should offer him to help if, if if i was there talking to him there i would have walked away and let him put his pants on it's always awkward when you're talking to these guys and they're not wearing clothes well that's the nature of the locker room this is the nature that's true but it was it was incredibly bizarre all right before we get on out of here thank you for putting on on the mark by the way uh i want to talk about the nfl and Rob Gronkowski getting a one-game suspension for pile-driving Tredavious White's head into the ground and giving him a concussion. One game? Is there, is there a precedent for this? Is there a protocol? Uh, precedent for running five yards and diving on someone's head? Well, I mean, presumably other things of this nature have happened in the past where guys have taken cheap shots when a play is dead. It was severe, no doubt, but... I feel like these suspensions should always, you know, there should be a precedent, there should be a protocol, and they should make a decision based off of that. I mean, I'll just go back just stuff this year that comes to mind. Like Danny Trevathan of the Chicago Bears goes, he's trying to hit a guy low, but he ends up going helmet to helmet, and it's an accident, even, but it was vicious, and he gets a one-game suspension. Like that to me, yeah, it's real violent, but he clearly was trying to make a football play one game. This dude's not making a football play. He's making a WWE play. It's no, because this was real. Right, fair, fine. He's, he's making a goon fraternity, high school fight, gronk, moron meathead play. And he, dude, he, he gave a guy a concussion. Why were they so mad? They were winning that game by 
30 points. Because he cares about his stats, because he was held, because he's a child, because he's been enabled, because he's pathetic. It was bad. Bad. It was bad. I mean, that and this is, is a guy who's missed like his entire career because he's injured. I mean, you, he ran at him after the play, dove on him, and gave him a concussion. Like, what happens if he blew out his knee? Which, for the for the record, I would almost rather you blew my knee out than give me a concussion. I, I I'd like to be able to think when I'm older. And and these guys, I'm sure that's not the first concussion that Tre'Davious White ever had. I mean, that's a real injury. He, the dude's getting up. He's dazed. He's confused. He doesn't know where he's at. And now, and now he might not play next week. They, the Patriots and the and the Bills play again in three weeks. There's no way that dude should be on the field. And if he and and if he is, I wonder if they're going to take a cheap shot at him. I'm not going to condone doing that. But I was, certainly, if I was a Buffalo Bill, I'd want to. Hundred percent. Wouldn't surprise me. Right. He shouldn't be able to play in that game. That that would be a three game suspension. Now, the coincidence of that's not always there when deciding suspensions. I get that. But in this particular case, just logically, okay, we got three games here. If we suspend him through the next time those two play. That seems about right. Guy nearly put him in the, in the hospital. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it, why that was one game. You, guys you are think it's because he's a big-name player? Yes. Yes, I do. I, I, I mean, I, I also think it's just because they're stupid. Like well, just, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they don't have protocol for these sorts of things, if they don't say, okay, if you do a cheap shot but within, you know, the normal bounds of a play, like an accidental helmet-to-helmet hit or something like that, that should be one of these. If you stomp on a guy, you know, Dominican suited that a few years ago, did he not? Yeah. You know, things like yeah. that, you know, where they're just totally out of the normal bounds of play then it should be a three-game suspension. If you do this, you should do that. Like, it's so easy to just have specific guidelines for how to adjudicate these or how to hand out these suspensions. Like, it should never be, okay, let's just sort of arbitrarily decide based on each individual situation. That's a great point. I mean, when he... Let's see here. And Dominican Sue suspended for stomping again. I'm going back in time here, trying to remember... Uh, the, 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 the one game suspension for stomping on Aaron Rodgers. One game. Yeah, then that's ridiculous. He should have been suspended more. But at least it's consistent. And, but, yeah, but okay, but like, look, like I'm looking at the video now. Of the stomp. He didn't. He he barely. He he didn't even touch him. Like if you look at that, Jake. He, he, he this is. Yeah, that's that's like an arm. I mean, he he. he, he put his cleat on his on his elbow he didn't give a guy a concussion it's not yeah, the same that was very much not as dangerous as right so i i just come on man enough and and like gronk why wouldn't i don't are you, Do you are, think, are you afraid of robert Kraft here or roger goodell is that what's going on i mean well, that seems possible yeah exactly do you think they're being over lenient because they were extra harsh on tom brady May, uh, maybe but Again, that would fall under the be consistent thing. I just, I just found it ridiculous. Let's wrap up with uh, another thing that's ridiculous, which is LeVar Ball. Yeah, he's, he's officially gone off the deep end. What a terrible parent. Terrible. Your, your son, your son, he just went over to China and thinks that there are no rules for him and that he can get away with everything. He goes shoplifting in China, gets held at a hotel for three weeks, comes back and is rightfully suspended, bailed out by the president of the United States, which I don't know, I don't know if I even believe that, but whatever. He, he, some, somebody had to bail him out. 
and UCLA suspends him, which they should have. And now you're going to pull him out of school when the kid actually has a great chance to practice, learn something, be in school, and actually get a degree from a phenomenal university in UCLA, which he might use down the line, perhaps. And atone for what he did. Grow up. And, I, and, and I'm not saying that, look, I've stolen things in my life more than I'd want to admit. Never Gucci sunglasses in China, but, you know... I've overcharged for pizzas when I was a pizza delivery man. I was a vendor at Wrigley Field. I wouldn't want to have every time. I sold malt cups that I wasn't charging people for, all that stuff, or that I wasn't giving them, whatever. I got plenty of, I am no perfect saying here with some massive judgment on, on the theft, but it's like I would have loved it if somebody had grabbed me by the, you know, and said, get your shit together. And here you're going to pull him out of school. For what? Where you, where, where's he going? Jello's going to the what? The G League? I would Lithuania, even, I think. Lithu- Latvia. Latvia? One of those places. I mean, why couldn't he just go to UCLA and, and coach him there? You want to coach your son? Why don't you show up at UCLA at night and then you can get back on the court with him? If you want to be so hands-on there, LeVar. Guy's brutal. And then he's, he's, he's also complaining about Julius Randle not giving the ball to, to Lonzo, who stinks. Or at least stinks most of the time. Yeah, he really, he's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Leangelo's like not even that good, apparently. I think Waj had a had a quote yesterday from some NBA GM being like, yeah, he is not on our radar. Like, we're not thinking about drafting this kid. And that's the thing. Like, Lonzo, however he's done in the NBA so far, he had elite talent. He had first round, top of the first round talent. Like, you know, people were whatever, they were iffy about his shooting motion, all this other stuff, but he had it. Like, he was an unbelievably good college basketball player at a good program. And Leangelo is not. He just is not. He is not that player. If he's going to make it, if he's going to have a long NBA career, or even a short NBA career, he's got to offer, you know, the sorts of intangibles that coaches demand from bench players. If you're if you're going to be an asshole, you need to be a star. Leangelo is not a star. Right. He just isn't. And it, it's 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 just incredible. It's it's sad really at the end of the day. You're messing with your kid. And he took his other kid out of high school. Right. Exactly. Homeschooling him? How does he have time to homeschool this kid when he's so busy doing god knows what else telling Luke Walton how to coach the Lakers? Right. I, I, I originally I was entertained by the dude, like I just thought. It, I mean, I wanted him on my TV screen as much as possible. I thought it was hysterical. He's screaming at Stephen A. Smith. I think that was my real first foray into Levar. I couldn't get enough of it, and the whole Trump stuff. I loved it. I thought it was hysterical. I couldn't. Those two going at each other was beautiful. But this, where you're like, now I feel bad for the kid, and I, and it makes you angry at him. So you suck, Levar. You flat out suck. Stop sucking. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. So be better. Yeah. All right. Good times, Jake. Thanks to Kyle Korver for talking to me. I really had fun. I wish there were more like. Thanks, Kyle. The Knicks are going to be at, at uh, the United Center this week, so maybe I'll get a little Kristaps Porzingis for our next. Does he? Uh, does he want to talk to me, Kristaps? Who else do I want to talk to on the Knicks? Maybe you know who I'm going to talk to, Frank Nicolatina. 
He's French. Do you speak any French? I don't, but he loves Jordan, and I love Jordan, and we're going to talk some. He's MJ. a cool player. I like that guy. Yeah, I'm going to talk. I'm going to get a little Frank Nic- Nicolatina. Did I say that right? What? How well, do you? You can practice. For yeah, when I'll, you I'll, need I'll, I'll work on it. All right. Uh, on the mark every Wednesday at noon. Jake Valerius, the young superstar, on his way to running the world. Too much. Too hot? Too hot? Yeah, it's probably a, probably a no-go for me. Well, I, I think you can do it. Please subscribe. Give us the ranking. Give us the five stars. Tell a friend. Tell a family member. We really, 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 really appreciate. Thank you for listening. Sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.